Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. God is a spirit, and you are a spirit who is living in a body that is trapped in a three-dimensional world, limited by time and space. But your spirit man, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions will live forever. One day, you are going to see God. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the king of the kingdom of God, which is a government. It is a city. It is a country that will never end. Heaven will end. Earth will end. But his words will never pass away. We have the amazing privilege to not only know God through Jesus Christ, but to be as God on the earth. We are the image of God, and we have got to be born again by the Holy Spirit. We return to the original image of God, and we begin to proclaim the kingdom has arrived. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan, and here I am in Melbourne, excited to expound to you the truth about the kingdom of God and the Christian life as Jesus communicated it. Um, I'm really excited to have just celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which is the Passover, and he has passed over us. He's marked us with his blood, and that is the only way to God. That's the only way to the Father. Hebrews says that we enter the holy place by the blood of the Lamb. Hebrews says that the body of Jesus Christ was torn as a veil, and it's through that torn body that we enter into heaven itself. So we thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, which went upon the mercy seat, which was a copy of the uh, the heavenly mercy seat, that's where the blood of Jesus went. So, rather the the copy is the is the earthly mercy seat that Moses was instructed to build, but the true mercy seat that it was copying is in heaven, and that's where the blood of Jesus remains to this day. And it speaks better things. The blood of Abel speaks justice. The blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness. And we are set free by the truth. The truth is what sets us free. The Bible says that we, we do not know the Father unless we know the Son. If we have the Son, then we have the Father. If we don't have the Son, then we don't have the Father. So anyone, any religion, any person who denies that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that denies that he rose from the dead, is the Antichrist, and they do not know the Father. They may say that they're worshipping God, but they are not worshipping the Father that we worship, the Father of Jesus Christ. If we are truly sons of Abraham, then we are children of faith. We believe in Jesus Christ and that he is the resurrected Christ who sits on the throne. And it is not Easter. Easter is a pagan God, a pagan deity, and uh, we do not celebrate Easter. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So 
Easter, the original meaning is um, is 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 a um, a pagan god, and the it's from the festival of Easter E O S T R E, which was only adopted later. There was no Easter bunny crucified. Uh, in fact, if you want to choose an animal, you better choose a sheep. Um, a lamb that was slain. It was a lamb that was slain, and we we do not celebrate this this Persian god, who is not Jesus Christ. So anyway, we understand that things have changed over the centuries. The um, the culture has changed, and we are entering into an incredible time. So, I read the professor of journalism, uh, the CIA spy Jeff Jarvis, uh, also part of the World Economic Forum. And he uh, wrote a book called um, What Would Google Do? What Would Google Do? And it was a really good prescient book uh, when Google was just a search engine. And he wrote this book and um, it was genius and it is genius. And, you know, every system of this world is broken. You know, even if you said to me today that all wars have ceased, there will never be another war, that would mean nothing to me. It would mean nothing to God because the greatest war, the greatest destruction is the war of your flesh. The greatest destruction is the war of your heart against God. See, your flesh lusts for things that are the opposite of the spirit. And they are at enmity. The enmity is our flesh. The enmity is in our hearts. You know, God wants to write his laws on our hearts. The The biggest problem with government is self-government. It's not democracy, republic. It's not China, America. The biggest problem is your heart. You and I need to replace our evil heart of stone with a heart of flesh. I can't please God. It is with faith that we please God, and it's a gift from God. He has given me a new heart. So, of course, there's a pagan God, you know, called Easter, where we celebrate with chocolates instead of lambs and blood and Jesus Christ. We, Of course, our education system is completely corrupt. Our political system is completely corrupt. Our media is corrupt. Our politics is corrupt. Our churches are corrupt. Everything is corrupt because the whole world, if you want to know the truth, if you want to know the truth that sets you free, no one can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. If you want to know the truth, this whole world is fallen. This whole world is under the sway of the evil one. If you want to know that there is no good politician, there is no good company, you know, there are only sons of the kingdom and enemies of the kingdom. Jesus said, I know what is in a man. He did not commit himself to any man. There is no one you can trust. There is no one you can commit your life to. You, there is no apostolic covering that's safe. Your safety is Psalm 91. Your safety is in the shelter of your most high God. If you are in communist China, you are safe. If you are sent, you are safe if you are a Christian because you're born again. Paul rejoiced in prison. You can rejoice in an unbelieving family. You can rejoice with an unbelieving husband or wife. You can rejoice with 
a narcissistic, you know, autocratic pastor. If you are sent, if you are married, then you must remain married because that is the principle of God. Everything to do with the kingdom of God is covenant. Everything God does is through covenant and he only does things through covenant. If there's no covenant, then you are stuffed. So now is the moment. Today is the day of salvation, Hebrews says, while it is still called today. Today you are able to covenant with God. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. That is a covenant. The the prayer that Jesus taught us, your kingdom come, your will be done, that is not a religious prayer. That is a declaration of war. I said that in one of my earlier podcasts. Covenant is blood covenant. Covenant is in blood. When you circumcise a baby, there's a shedding of blood. When you pierce an ear, there is a shedding of blood. When you are married, there is a shedding of blood. The blood covenant of Jesus Christ, there was a shedding of blood. There's always got to be a shedding of blood for for there to be an unbreakable covenant. And marriage is one of them. And you can't break it. And Jesus said it's only, divorce was only given because of your unbelief. Okay, so do you want to know the truth? The truth is that you need to lose your life. You cannot even put to death the deeds of your body without the spirit. Paul says that. He said the spirit gives life to your mortal bodies. But he also said that it's by the Spirit that we put to death the deeds of our body. You cannot even read the Bible without the Holy Spirit because it will do you no good. Like eating raw dough, you've got to bake it in the oven. The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible and the Holy Spirit interprets the Bible. If you are not reading the Bible by the power of the Holy Spirit, then it will do you no good. Okay, because it's got to come alive. Yes, it's still the word of God, but it's got to be illuminated. You see, Jesus Christ died alone. He was abandoned by the Father. He was buried, okay? It was the Holy Spirit who resurrected him. It was the Holy Spirit who brooded over the waters and God created order out of chaos. It's the Holy Spirit who birthed the church. Until the Holy Spirit came, there was no church. Until the Holy Spirit came, there were men hiding in a room and praying. We've got to say, look, when you look at Jesus, yes, he's the son of God. Yes, he's king, supreme. Yes, he's God. But But what I'm saying is he was alone. Nobody was waiting for him when he rose from the dead. You know, no one was expecting him to come back. They forgot. They were afraid. They were hiding. This is the truth in Scripture. The truth is that when the Spirit came, that is when everything began to happen. There are a billion Catholics in the world. There are another billion Christians, born-again Christians in the world. And who knows how many more? And I'm not going to judge. Jesus said, we don't know which ones are the sheep and the goats. He said, do not pick the weeds until harvest because you might accidentally pick some wheat. 
He said, it is the end of the age when the angels will separate the wheat from the chaff, when the angels will separate the good seed from the bad seed, when the angels will separate the wicked from the good, when the angels will separate the good fish from the bad fish. So it's at the end of the age. Right now, we are not at that moment of judgment. We're at the end of the age in terms of the, 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 the final hour. But Jesus is referring to the judgment day. Okay, we will not know. So, so you don't know. They might look like a sheep, but they're a wolf. They might look like a sheep, but they're a goat. So how do you know? How do you know if you're a sheep? Well, one thing Jesus said is you will bear much fruit. You, he said, this is how you will show that you're my disciples because you will bear much fruit. He also said that we will love our brother and sister. John said the same thing. If you really know God, then you will find that you, have, you are loving your brother. He said, if you hate your brother, the love of the father is not in you. So that's the truth. If you have the son, you have the father. If you have the son... You have the Father, but you also have a new creation heart. Your old heart of stone has been cast out. You have been given a heart of flesh, according to Ezekiel, according to Psalm 51, according to Paul. You've been given a new heart, and that heart is a kingdom seed. That heart is a kingdom heart. That heart has the laws written on your heart, That law, the law of God. The Bible says that that he will, you will hear his commandments in your heart. You will need no one to teach you. That's in Hebrews, and it's also in one John. So you are led by the Spirit, therefore showing that you are a son of of God. So Jesus said, "You will know them by their fruit." So you are soil. You are soil, and the the word of the kingdom is seed. You are soil, and the word of the kingdom is seed that is planted in your heart. And if there is the word of the kingdom seed planted in your heart, then what comes out of your mouth will be evidence of the kingdom that you are of. So what are you watching what are you listening to? But more importantly, what are you saying? If you find that praise is coming out, if you find that worship is coming out, if you find that thanksgiving is coming out, then that is a really good sign. Spontaneous worship, tongues, interpretation of tongues, leading people to Christ. Listen, we are called to make disciples. That is the evidence of being a Christian. God disciplines those he loves. He prunes the trees that bear fruit so that they may bear more fruit and fruit that remains. This fruit is people. This fruit is people. If you, if Jesus is the kingdom, if his word is the seed of the kingdom, if your heart has received the seed of the kingdom, then you will bear kingdom fruit. If your soil receives a an apple seed your tree will be an apple tree you can't plant an apple seed and get a cucumber 
If you get a cucumber, it's because you planted a cucumber seed. So what have you seen growing in your life after 25 years in church? (laughs) Unbelief. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was a member of the same great church for 23 years, but I realized that it's my responsibility to to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. It's my responsibility to bear fruit. Only I can believe. I can't depend on my pastor to believe. There is no perfect pastor. There is no perfect church. But I stayed for 23 years because God told me to stay. But now God has told me to start my own thing. So I'm doing my own thing now and I'm excited about it and I haven't changed. But I I was lukewarm, okay? I would have said that I was not lukewarm because I knew God and I loved God and I prayed every day. But you know what? If you're boiling in water and the temperature is changing, you know what I mean? You don't notice. That's the old you know, proverb about the frog in the water. So the plumb line is Jesus. Are you living as Jesus lived? Are you walking as Jesus walked? He is the plumb line. These signs will follow those who believe. These signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They will. Now, I used to lead people to Christ a lot more often. I I used to have signs and wonders following. And I have, you know, my own sort of signs and wonders and, and testimonies, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied until I am a fisher of men. I'm not satisfied, but these are not the works that I can only do on my own. Paul said, Christ determined me faithful and appointed me into the ministry. It's Christ who gives the gifts to men. It's the Holy Spirit who distributes the gifts. It's the it's the Holy Spirit who is building the church. You know, we we can't build the church in our own strength. We can't make ourselves we come awake. We we need to throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus. We need to believe him. We need to choose him today. I made a decision to seek first the kingdom. And I said this in an earlier podcast. If you seek first the kingdom, you are guaranteed to find it. He, It's a treasure hunt. He calls it a treasure. He wants you to seek him. You will, you will find him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You will find him when you seek him with all of your heart. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6 says, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus lived. Whoever claimed to live, another translation, those who say they live in God should their lives be as Jesus did. Another translation, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Let me just say that again. He that saith He abideth in Jesus, ought himself also to walk even as Jesus walked. That is amazing. Similar scriptures, John chapter 14, from the word of Jesus himself. I have set you as an example so that you should do as I've done for you. John 15, remain in me and I will remain in you, just as no branch can bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Listen. 
God is obsessed with fruit. He is obsessed with return on investment. He is a wise steward. He is the pattern that we need to follow. And he is expecting a return on investment. I'm telling you the truth. The greatest sin for us, especially as Christians, is unbelief. What did you do with what you were given? Jesus talked about you know, not turning away from him, not shrinking back, according to Hebrews, not being like Lot's wife who turned back. Those who remain to the end will be saved. Jesus said, who, who builds, you know, who goes to battle without first counting the cost? Who builds a house without first counting that he has the ability to finish it? This is what I'm talking about. Jesus said, don't hide your light under a table. What happens if your salt loses its saltiness? What I'm saying to you is it's very important that you bear fruit. But you can't do it through works because it's the power of the Holy Spirit who does the works through us. It actually comes by yielding. But what I'm saying is we have got to become obsessed with seed. We have got to be obsessed with sowing the seed of the kingdom, not only in our own hearts through our fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but sowing the seed of the kingdom into those around us. Now, if you've been through problems, if you've been through trials, if you've been through disappointments, if people have been offended and ostracized you, then welcome to the club. As Hebrews said, you've not yet sweat, sweated blood, you know, we rejoice always and in all things we rejoice because the suffering develops perseverance. The, the testing of our faith develops perseverance. And we who suffer with Christ will reign with him. And some of us are just about to walk into our destiny. Some of us are just about to walk into our calling. Some of us are just about to see incredible fruit because you've been tested by God. You've been tested by God and you have been proven faithful. I'm speaking the truth to you. You are, you are more faithful than you realize because you've already graduated. You've already graduated. You're already seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. He's already said to you in his heart. You may be yet to hear it in your, in audibly, but he's already said to you in his heart, you are faithful. My faithful servant, come into your, 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 your master's um, uh, joy. Because you have believed, because you've remained, but you have to remain unto the end. And you need to learn to listen to his still small voice today. What is he saying today? Today is the day of salvation. So would you become a person who sows the seed? Would you become a person who is a fisher of men? Would you become a person who is preaching the gospel of the kingdom, who's making disciples and teaching them to obey all that he has commanded you to do. Put to death the deeds of your body that you may live. Paul said to Timothy, you, you know, 2 Timothy chapter 2, that you put off your old man, that you die to yourself. And he said to Timothy in, in 2 Timothy that if you cleanse yourself from the former lust, that you will be useful to the master. And I believe many of us have been through this process recently Listen, there's been a shaking with, you know, coronavirus. There's been a shaking with, with government sanctions and, and wars and rumors of wars. And these will only continue because Hebrews says that, that everything that's shakable will be shaken. And the only thing to remain is the kingdom. So that's why right now is the opportunity to get into the kingdom. Right now is the opportunity to get into the truth. 
which is a person. Right now is an opportunity to seek first the kingdom and be guaranteed to find it. Hallelujah. Father God, I just want to thank you for these people who are listening. God, I bless them that they would know the truth and that they would know that I've told them no word of a lie and they can find out the truth for themselves in your holy scriptures. And I pray, God, that they would read the Bible, they would open the Bible, and that you would illuminate the truth by the Holy Spirit, that he would breathe fire on the word as they read it, that he would convict them of righteousness in Jesus' name and those who need conviction also of sin, that you would convict them of sin. Holy Spirit, what a beautiful gift to be convicted of our sin. How horrible it would be to not know that we have sin and to find out at the end. But I ask, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would convict us of sin if we need to be convicted. You would convict us of relationships that need to be restored, of offenses that need to be forgiven. And that you would convict us of the signs and the wonders and the miracles that we can do in your name as we believe God. And he's sending you today, church. He's sending you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you haven't believed in Jesus, believe in him. He is everything that he says he was. Don't take it from me. Don't even take it from TV evangelists or the church. Read the Bible for yourself. Read the book of John. He was the one that Jesus loved. He was the one who lay on Jesus' bosom, who ate bread with him, who slept in the dirt under the stars with him, next to him, a brother. John was the one that Jesus said to look after his mother when he died. So why don't you read the words of John? It's the shortest of all the Gospels. Mark is similar. And why don't you read the book of John and find it, if you can, find it in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation is the closest translation to the Aramaic Aramaic street language that Jesus himself preached. Hebrew is a lost ancient language like Latin. Hebrew to Latin is like uh, Italian to Aramaic. And what I'm saying is if you went to Rome, they would have spoken Italian. You know, Latin was spoken by, you know, the priests and the, and the eldership. But Italian was spoken, the street language. In, in fact, technically speaking, Italian was a created language in the 1960s. But for the point of the context... Jesus spoke Aramaic. So why don't you read the book of John in Aramaic, English Aramaic translation. It's called The Passion. Just go to Bible.com, type in John chapter 1 and and change your, your translation to The Passion translation. You can read the whole book in an hour, but I'd encourage you to pray before you read it and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me Jesus Reveal to me your son, Jesus, and, uh, and, and, and read it and ask him to reveal it to you and to add the fire of his spirit to revelation. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. I've been Jonathan and you've been listening to Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. Speak to you soon. Bye for now.